welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. This week we're talking all things Warrington Saturday and Sunday leagues because there's not much else happening. We've also got Tom Hyam, AFC Millbrow manager, who's on to talk about their Division 1 success. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. I'm joined by Mr Tate. How are you, Tim? Absolutely splendid, Mr Jacko. After having a week off, you know, seeing all your handsome faces tonight just brightens up my day. Yeah, it's my my week back as well. We're also joined by the Queen of Warrington Football, as Rick's now crowned her. How are you, <laughs> Ellen? I'm all right, thanks. I'm all right, Chris. I, I, I you lot are all up there, aren't you? I'm uh, the only sober one on this. Today, well, I don't drink, so I'm all right. I'm nice okay. <laughs> These two can't handle it anymore either. And someone who's celebrating a very special day, Mr. Ward. How are you, Mr. Ward? I am very, very well, thank you, mate. How are you? I believe you've had a few sherbets this afternoon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've had that many. I was just topping it up from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a bad sign when you don't know how many you've had, though, and you can't remember. We had we had a barbecue yesterday, so I had a few then, and then we'd been over to the beach this afternoon, so I've been in the sun and had a couple when I got home. But I'm allowed. It's okay. Yeah, you only turn 50 once, Rick. It's fine. <sighs> Tell you what, I woke up this morning and I felt 50, Tim. <laughs> oh, I did as well. And the worst bit is... My wife sent me the ring doorbell of me trying to put the key in the door for about <laughs> 10 minutes last night. So, uh, You know Wolf of Wall Street when he's trying to climb down the stairs? Yeah. That's what I was like when I woke up this morning. Uh, yeah, I slept on the couch last night because I got halfway up the stairs and couldn't manage it, so I went back down. I've had all the stories today, so, yeah. My back was just in bits. I stood next to a barbecue all day yesterday, just couldn't move. It's tough, tough draw for you standing up all day, isn't it? It is. Normally I'm sat down in my ivory tower. Yeah, very true, very true. So it's actually you had a good birthday, though, Rick. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've had a lovely birthday, thank you, Helen. Thank you for caring. You've had a lot of them over the years, haven't you? <laughs> I've had more than my fair share, to be honest. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should talk about some football. I think that's actually the biggest surprise. Um, we'll start with what's happening this week in the Warrington League. So, the Premier Division went down to the final weekend last weekend. We all know that Runcorn couldn't fulfil a team. We didn't really know what was going to happen. Well, the announcement was made probably midweek last week that the Village were awarded the three points, so they became league champions, um, completing a famous double. Uh, not many teams manage it, but they've won the Premier Division and the Guardian Cup. So congratulations to the village. Um, 
easily the best team in the division this last couple of years. So I'm I'm happy for those guys to to finally uh, make it to the end. Um, been one of the best division, best seasons ever in the Warrington Supreme Division, I would think, with the you know the, how close the title race was in the end. There was you know five teams well and truly in it up until the last couple of weeks of the season. So um, I'm not sure you want us to do this, guys. What, what do you want me to do the table? So yeah, the table. Go, go through the table. So the village, they finished top 18 games, finished on 40 points. Only losing two games all season. Like I said, they, they were the, by far and away the, 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 the standout team in the division this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Street finished second. Um, they were actually penalised at the end because of a bit of build discipline. They lost three points. Um, and that's also what's cost them the division. Um, so they got eight, 38 from 18. Wollstone, we had Jason Flynn's on a couple of weeks ago. What a, what a season for Wollstone. It's probably their best in the last few years. They finished third. 18, 36 points from 18 games. Sadat finished fourth with 35 points. Bay points finished fifth with 31 pay points. Faded towards the end of the season. Um, but for a first season back in the Premier Division, that's a fantastic result for pay points. Um, Sankey Vale sixth. Um, up and down season for Sankey Vale. Ao Bank eight. Sorry, Runcar Albion seventh, 19 from 18. Ao Bank just about survived uh, going down. They finished on 13 points from 18 games. Croft, former league champions, have had a terrible season. They finished second from bottom with 12 from 18. And Holton Borough, who've had four or five seasons of real struggle, finally finished bottom of the league. I think that could be them removed from the Premier Division for a season. So that's the Premier Division this season. Um, as I said, it's been one of the best divisions I think we've had for a long time in the Warrington League. Um, it's Division 1. Um AFC Milbrow won the league and earlier Rick spoke to AFC Milbrow manager Tom Hyam. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Okay guys, we're now joined by AFC Milbrow manager Tom Hyam. Sorry, should I say, newly crowned Warrington and District League Division One champions, AFC Milbrow. Congratulations, Tom. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. So it's, it's been some season for you, hasn't it, really? Only one defeat in the league all season. Um, positive goal difference of 45 as well. Must have been really enjoyable season for you. It was, mate. It was... Um, it's... For me, it was it was it was tough when I obviously stopped playing. But this season's been from watching the lads most of the games. I think we we had one defeat, like you said, that was away at um, Farnworth Griffin. It was we always struggled to play on grass because um, we play on a four G. So that was what we wanted to try and uh, address, really. But yeah, our one defeat come on grass. But when we when we got when we play at home at Sankey, we 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 do look. Like we challenge anyone really, so it was. It's been enjoyable all season. We haven't put a foot wrong. The lads have been been brilliant, so it's it's been a joy to watch it has. So when did you hang the boots up? Uh, it was November twenty twenty one. Um, I had, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to stop, but I got a bad injury, so I couldn't I couldn't carry on. I had to stop. So then, yeah, that was it. Then you're straight into managing from retiring. 
Well, no, I, I had a few weeks where I didn't really, I didn't do anything. Uh, obviously missed it. I hated not being there. I watched a couple of games. But then um, our manager, our manager left at the time. Um, so the lads asked me to do it and it was it was an no-brainer for me, really. I, I had to take the opportunity to do it. So, so it. yeah. So, um, how did you find that initial transition then? Because obviously... It's within the same season, isn't it? Going from playing with the your mates to managing them. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird one, really. I think the first few weeks, I, I think I tried to change too much. I think under our previous manager, we were a really we were a solid unit. We were very very good defensively. I wanted to just change it. I think I was naive to trying to change it that quick. I think obviously I'm not I'm not a manager. I've not got any badges. I've not done any coaching. Um, I just know the lads in and out. Really, I know I know them from top to bottom, but. I tried to change too much, which was naive, and we we didn't win a game. I think we didn't win a game for five months. Yeah. Very nearly, very nearly stopped. Um, but obviously we turned around. But at first it was very hard watching the lads, like you said, from playing with them to then trying to manage them. It was hard. It was it was tough, but you know we turned around. So was over this summer then was the was the the target of going out and trying to win the league or just kind of maintaining a position or what was the aims? Well, I think that with the way this season did end, I don't really know if anyone knows because we, you know, no one really, we didn't tell anyone, but we actually abandoned that. We we abandoned our season at the end. I think we, we played Bruce in a quarterfinal on a Tuesday night and it was just a complete disgrace. Um, a couple of our lads were trying to fight each other before the pen shootout. It was just, it was just carnage. And uh, we, we actually forfeited the last three games of the season. They were all, Supplementary cup games, so it weren't that bad. All of the games were done, but it was just, it was a bit embarrassing, really. So uh, I abandoned the season. So I think the key was to steady the ship. I said we need to steady the ship, go back to basics. You know, let's get rid of any expectations, so we, we won't be disappointed. And all we wanted to do was steady the ship, get a few wins in pre-season, and see where it went. I think I, I look when I looked at the league, I fancied us to, to challenge, but I didn't fancy us to go on and do what we did. So did you kind of almost get rid of, don't want to say bad eggs, but people who could disrupt the dressing room and bring in some new players or is it the same squad? It's near enough, near enough the same squad. Uh, we lost a few. A few did leave because I don't really blame them. They probably thought it was a sick and shit. You know, I don't, I don't really blame them. It was, it was, it was a, the club was in a bad state. We definitely, we, the players we did bring in um, transformed us. I think we brought in three or four quality, quality players, not squad players. These were players who come in straight to the eleven who were just outstanding from the other ground running, which which helped us. Usually when players come into a new club, they struggle, but these lads, these lads didn't. One lad that come in ended up finishing top goal scorer for us. I think he missed the first three or four league games. So it was, it was good to see. Yeah, so as the season was going on, was was there a point that you realised that you're not there to make numbers, you're actually going to be challenging for the title. Yeah, I think um, I kept saying to the lads, we don't we don't mention any league titles. We, we don't mention anything like that. We just take it week by week. But I think it was round about when we got to the February, we were still about 12 points behind the, the Griff. Uh, but we had we did have a lot of games in hand. We, we had a few cup runs, which meant we did have games in hand. But it, say, you know, to be honest, I'd say at one stage, it was about 15 points. So... We couldn't really talk about winning the league because we were thinking, we're that far behind in games and in points that we didn't really 
believe we could really win it up until probably a month left where we played all the, t- the tough teams, let's say, and then our remaining games were the lesser sides, if, 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 if you like. But And I think we went on a run. I think we didn't, we went, we won 12 out of the last 13, I think. So wow. Was, yeah. Yeah, you go on that kind of run, you, even if you're mid-table and you go on a run like that, you're going to be pushing up into the higher higher third of the table, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, there's a couple of moments when I look back on, I think um, that was the turning point. I think we played away up at Bruce, uh, at Padgate Academy. I think we were 3-1 down at half time, and as you can imagine, I weren't very happy. Um, and I think we scored 95th minute, one four three. so that was the turning point, I think, uh, which made us realise we can go on and do something here. And we did. <laughs> yes, amazing. Just, um, I was just talking to you before we came on air, so came down to the last game of the season, you, you had to get a result, didn't you? Yeah, we we because it was funny, really, because the Griffin had a goal difference on us heavily up until the last three games, and I think the last three games we scored 25 in the last three, so we beat the Village 11-3 which gave us the swing, the goal difference swing, which allowed us to, to have the draw. Um, so we played New Street last game in the season. We just needed to avoid defeat. That's all we needed. And it was it was great, but it was 6-0 at half time. So it was not anticlimactic, but I would make, I'd take that I'd rather that than a 1-0. So, yeah, we just needed to avoid defeat. We, we didn't want to go into the game too complacent. You know, I think the only thing that could have beat us that day was ourselves, and luckily we, we managed it. Yeah, so obviously you've mentioned the Griff a couple of times and they've run you really close. So which which other teams in that division were strong this year? I thought I thought Bruce were they gave us we played them three times this season and they gave us some tough games and they've had a massive turnaround from the where they were. I think the season before the one just gone, they were down there with us. I think they finished bottom. So for them to turn around the way they did, they they were they were brilliant. They they were they had a plan every time they come, they were they were solid to play against them. Raynell, Raynell ended up finishing finishing high. We we played we beat them, but they did end up finishing high. But I thought Bruce impressed me the most, to be honest. It, you know, I think we had three games. It was all one. They beat us, we beat them, and we drew. So great games against them, top set of lads as well. So it was good. It was, it was good to have it with them. Yeah. So having a couple of weeks off now, then and then you're starting to look forward to Premier Division. Then yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, we um, our presentations. Friday the second, and then we start pre-season on Monday the fifth. Um, Some of the lads might still be recovering, <laughs> probably. Yeah, but this is you know we we played a couple of prem sides. Uh, we played the village first, and we know they weren't any better than us, but they were fitter. So we need to just yeah. get as fit as these lads, and I think we might have a chance at you know holding our own in that division. So that's all we really want to do is give a good account of ourselves. Yeah. So. Really look forward to seeing how you get on next season, mate. So thanks a lot for joining us. Um, really, really interesting to hear about the season and look forward to speaking to you again. Well, thank you very much. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thank you. was AFC Millbrow coach Tom Hyam he what a season they've had to win the league to rebuild so quickly after a difficult season last year that's a, a brilliant result um, in, a, in a competitive division really it's a really good result for those guys 
So, well done to AFC Millbrough. It'll be interesting to see how they get on next year in the Premier Division. Um, I think, again, it shows how good a recruitment can be. You get good recruitment, you can get... Hang on, do anything with your team. Um, we'll go through the league table in Division 1 now. AFC Millbrow won the league. Farnworth, who'd been top for most of the season, faded right at the very end, and unfortunately, they finished second for those guys. Um, with 43 from 18. Rainhill Town, Youth Development, had a great run to the end of the season. They even managed to pit both Bruce and Blackbrook and Bold, who were all above them until the last few weeks of the season, into third. Bruce, disappointing Bruce will be. They were, they were quite, I remember speaking to him about a month ago, and they were quite you know, confident they were going to be really challenging for the top two places. But again, the last month they've sort of faded away a little bit. Bold, 27 from 18. Blackbrook, 27 from 18. In sixth, Sankeyville Reserves in seventh with 23 points. New Street in eighth with 13 points. The Village Reserves haven't been able to copy what their first team have done. They finished ninth with seven points. And then Wolfs Rovers Reserves finished tenth with five. So disappointments for the two clubs there. Hopefully next year they can rebuild again. And, you know, it's, it's difficult for reserve teams because, you, you know, you always get it with the cast-offs of the first team. So it's not always... Easy to rebuild the reserve side. Um, in Division 2, there's one team in this division who absolutely ran away with that side at reserves. Um, 17 wins out of 18. Well clear of everybody else. Orford have finally found a bit of form and bounced back a little bit. Um, for those who don't know, Orford have had a couple of years of real turmoil. Peter Slav's got in there and sort of steadied the ship a little bit. So congratulations to those guys finishing second. Um, Brookvale finished third. St. Michael's Youth and Development finished fourth. Rainhill Town fifth. Crossfields, don't know what happened to them. They've not finished their season. They seem to have disappeared. Best of still on the league table. Wilson Rovers finished seventh. Croft eighth. AO Bank ninth. And Bruce Athletic Reserves tenth. Now we all know that Bruce have had a tough season. Um, their reserve team have had real up and down player, player availability, mainly in it, Tim. All right, mate. Let's just check on the results. Uh, yeah, they've they've really struggled for players this year. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to rebuild it again in a couple of seasons. Going to review it, aren't we? So, and then Division Three, it's a mess. Um, it's the best way to describe it. No one's got a clue what's going on other than Burton would have won the league. But if you ever look at the table on that on the FA full time, there's teams that haven't played all the games. There's teams that have played ten games at the league table. There's other teams that have played. No, we're in two divisions this season. It's just a mess. And I don't know what on earth they've managed to do with the league. So hopefully they can sort that out. But well done to FC Burtonwood, a club who are only relatively new. I think it's only the second season they're back in, back in football. Um, they've got some top players in that team. So they'll be ones to watch next season again in the, in the league above. Um, so that's it for the Warrington Saturday League roundup. Um, and next up, we'll talk about the Warrington Sunday League. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to talk about the Warrington Sunday League and really the Dennis Scholes Cup final. Um, Joe Hitchmore was there. I couldn't make it because I was working. Um, can someone read out Joe's um, match report, please? 
Yeah, of course I can just get to it. So, um, it's a really good turnout today, actually. There's uh, over 250 there. Um, Sankey took the lead after about five minutes from a set piece, which was headed in by Lewis McEvitt. And five minutes later, Sankey scored again. Um, by all reports from Joe, it was an absolute worldie by Jack Mercer, who's absolutely unleashed a rocket into the top corner from about 30 yards. And Kings had started to get back into the game, created a few chances, but didn't really trouble a keeper. And then in the 35th minute, Kings had pulled back. Um, Sankey tried to clear the ball a couple of times from a corner, but it got hit back in and the clearance from off the line was a judge who had just crossed the line. So the assistant referee raised his flag and gave the goal. Um, obviously, you know what it's like if, if there's not a great deal of protest, you, you kind of know that the linesman's got it right. Um, shortly after the break, Amir Hadri added the third, whilst most people were drinking for a cold drink on a hot day, as Joe says, and he's put, including myself. Um, after that, he says, the, the game became very end-to-end, at a fast pace in a heat before George Farrelly added the fourth, um, unchallenged on the edge of the box, he found time to pick his spot and fired past the keeper in off the post, ending the Kings' chances. So he said it was a really, really enjoyable game. Obviously, it was, it was a scorching day today, so fair play to both teams for, for having a really good go at it in the heat. Yeah, I mean, FC Sankey had a standout save this season. That's on course for another double. Um, but they won a treble last year. They're, they're a brilliant football team and, you know, I think you mentioned Fazzy, he got man of the match as well, so it's a great performance from, from, from Sankey and, you know, they're going to take some stopping for the next couple of years because they are they're a young side as well, they're not exactly old, they've not got a lot of age behind them, they're, they're a young team and they play some really good stuff. Um, in terms of other Sunday League results, um, we've got Red Amberall 5, Black Book um, 7, what a game for Blackburn Arms that is to win that by seven goals to five. Um, that puts Blackburn Arms up a couple of places into eighth place. Um, in terms of other games that were, were cancelled, Britmakers didn't turn up against Beechwood and Brookvale didn't turn up. Brookvale got a home win or home walkover against St. Benedict's. It's getting to that time of year now where because play, teams are playing every almost every day, it feels like. They've got players dropping out injured all the time. So, the Sunday League will wrap up next week. We're hoping to have some teams on, if not next week, certainly the week after. Um, so, yeah, keep tuned, listening out for the Sunday League roundup at the end of the year. Um, and that's it for the Sunday League. We're now up to the point where we're going to have some good news stories. So we'll start with Helen's good news for the week. Uh, so good news, well, it's good news and it's also um, kind of recruitment. Shout out. So uh, two teams that have contacted me this week, um, Appleton girls are recruiting. Um, so if you've got a girl around the Appleton area, there is an email that I've been given. So it's girls.appletonafc at gmail.com. I think we can put that quite we have Rick on the on social media just to let everyone know 
what the uh, what the email address is. And then we've also got Rylands. Um, I just started an under 14s um, girls team, which is great. And if you're interested in that and you're in the, the Rylands area, then Peter Colton is your guy to contact for that. And again, we can we can share that um, on Twitter uh, and social media. And then just last one, I suppose, from my own <laughs> my own team. I, I know that we more details to come, but we will be um, open trials over the summer for open age women um, who want to play for Warrington Wolves women as well. So when when I get more details about that, I'll I'll shout that out as well. Yeah, that thank you, Ellen. That goes for any team who are looking for recruitment. If you ask us to tweet it or retweet it, we will do. Um, you know, no matter what it is, we'll tweet about it. Um, Rick, have you got any good news stories this week? You're on mute, mate. On the bear's gone, gone to his head. <laughs> Sorry, I normally just leave myself um, on, but I must mute. Honestly, mate, that's the best you've sounded all season. <laughs> Steady, mate. I've got feelings too, you know. So, um, within the last half hour, um, Ryland's under-15s that we've spoken about a couple of times this season, Noticeably when um, Jimmy Bush was our guest on, um, they were in the JPL League this season. Um, so through the season, they'd achieved a high enough league position to be entered into the Champions Tournament, which was held this weekend at Warwick University. So it's kind of like two groups and kind of like a round robin within those groups. And yesterday, um, Rylands finished top of their group, so qualified for the knockout stages. And they've actually gone all the way and won the whole competition. So they're now actually JPL national champions, which is an absolutely incredible achievement for, for a team that's only been put together this season. So massive, massive congratulations to the boys and to, to Jimmy for putting it all together. It's it's something that all the Brylands will be really, really proud of. Yeah, it's, been a good, it's been a good week for Town's youth teams as well, because there's been a few other teams that won, won a few trophies in games. Yeah, so um, more United, I think it's the under-10s, was it? Yeah, under-10s, yeah. Under-10s won, I'm just looking for what the actual... T- the Warrington Junior Football League Cup final. So they won that. Um, and on Tuesday, we've mentioned these before as well. Great Sankey High School on Year 7s are in the National Cup final, which being held at the Hawthorns on Tuesday. So best of luck to them and Andy McCann, who we've had on the show previously as well. Just before we move on... Um... One of my fellow Vets players, Paul Kinsey's son, played in the Moor game today. So I've got to give Kane a big shout out because he was captain today for that winning side. So well done. All the Moor boys and, and Kane especially from, from me. Yeah, fantastic. Well done, Kane. Yeah, well done, Kane. Tim, have you got any good news this week? Um, so no, I've got a few updates from the Vets though. Oh, is that still from going? The... That? Is that still yes. going? Yes, so um the President Cup was played today and it was Page Celtic versus Vulcan. Um, Vulcan won on penalties. So Vulcan were crown champions of the President Cup. And on Thursday, a team we played against Eagle this season, Bruce Vets played this season, 
um, have a chance of winning the Premiership division. So they are um, playing Pace Celtic on Thursday night. And if they win that game, they will win the league. So that would be pretty good for the vets from Warrington teams-wise because Dayton won their league, Bruce won their league, and if Eagle win their league as well, that's quite positive. Even for the old old boys like me. Before you all start, I know. We've had a good a good year this year with some of the town's teams doing really well in their respective divisions. Um, yeah. And a couple yeah. of other good news stories. Sorry to be a little bit Bruce heavy, but um, the under-15s Blades have finished second, so they're getting promoted this season. And next weekend could be a very big weekend for our under-13s Rangers team, um, as they could win their first league. So oh. I'm going to go down and watch that. It's club second. I'm probably going to drag you down as well, Jacko. Oh, doubt it, mate. I'm busy. <laughs> Always busy. Never, never ending. No. Has anyone got any other good news stories? Look at everyone's blank faces. I suggest not. So what we'll do now is we're going to talk a little bit, because I've been asked a few times, what's going to happen over the summer? What are you doing over the summer? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to announce we are going to be doing some series, a series of specials. We have Warrington Wolves Women FC, Eagle, and then a couple of clubs, TBC, they haven't been confirmed yet, to do their best ever 1-2-11s. We've also got a couple of other guests. So, Rick, do you want to announce them other guests or have they not been confirmed yet? Uh, not been confirmed yet, but uh, the one I'm looking forward to, Jacko, is me and you having a bit of a head-to-head. Oh, my team's won, mate. Forget about that. I tell you what, I've put together two teams just in case you nick one of mine, but I'd, I'd back either of my starting 11s against yours, mate. It's when we find out we've got the same players. I know, that's why I've done two, just in case you nick one. <laughs> I trust you, I haven't started mine yet, but it's still going to beat yours. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, but it was, it was actually really fun kind of putting a team together of players that I've I've seen over the years and just kind of reminiscing a bit about how good they were. Yeah, how good they were against the team I was coaching most of the time because that's the only time you see them. Yeah, this is what I said before the start of the season. When you when you look at these NPL players and stuff, you might only see them two or three times in your entire life in mind, you know what I mean? And they they, they can make an impression on you that always sticks, don't don't they? Yeah. And it's there was always the same players who always played really, really well against the team. So they, they'd they be in with the shout of getting into my teams. Yeah. So that's some of the specials to look forward to. Keep an, a, a listen out for that. Um, and then we'll be back next year to talk, or start it all again. So um, we've got one more episode for this season, which will either be next week or the week after. Depending on how many Sunday League teams we're out on the uh, bay on the... Uh, on the Van College next week. But big thank you to Helen, to Rick and to Tim. Um, that's it for this week. There's not much else to talk about. So once again, we've shown we're more than just a rugby town. Goodbye.